Welcome to the Trail Island Podcast. It's the second to last episode of the year. Next week we do our wrap, just to give people an idea of what to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. But this week we're we're doing a movie. Still got a movie for the rest of the year to go. And that sentence didn't make sense, but that's fine. We are the Trail Island Podcast. I'm Alex, and as always, I'm joined by... Steve. <clears throat> oh. A very merry and festive Matthew. Oh, oh, right. Okay, you're merry and festive. Oh, Steve. Uh, oh, oh. Well, that's that, disgusting. Beer's gone straight yeah. to his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're festively plump at the moment with sunburn and beer, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Love Christmas. You, you'll be okay. Uh, so, yes, we have the Trail Island podcast. We compare, 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 compare. compare. Yeah. Yes, films yeah. and their trailers. Yeah. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And in the festive mood of things, you know, there are there are a thousand Christmas movies, aren't there? Yes. Um, I can't remember. Prometheus, Die Hard, just to name a couple. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, and any, any others that you can name, Steve? Uh, I have a feeling. Kiss, kiss, kiss bang, bang. Kiss, kiss, yeah. I think you're right, yes. That's a, that's a Christmas movie. Yep. That's a good yep. movie. Oh, we did, uh, what was the Mel Gibson film that we did? Oh, Fat Man. That was the dreadful. Fat Man. Lethal Weapon's a Christmas film. Is it? Yeah. So is Lethal Weapon 2, I think. Okay, there the you Poseidon go. Adventure. Is that a Christmas film? I think it's actually. I think that's New Year. Damn! But it's still got a Christmas tree in it. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler, but I think No Way Home is actually a Christmas film as well. Oh, delightful! Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, we, not all of us could go and see Spider Man this week because uh, yeah. you know COVID just keeps doing its thing, and and going to the cinema just didn't really feel yeah. like a stupid stupid virus. Yeah, we were really gunning for for the new Spider-Man, but then it got to the point it was like, see Spider-Man and potentially miss Christmas. So we kind of drew the line, I guess. Yeah, so here we are doing a different film and which but but you know what this means, which we haven't done for the longest time because I don't know when this movie came out. <gasps> 1990? Something like that. We might I feel have like to, 1990s pretty close. We have, have to do a fact check on that, but I think that also means because it's so long ago, we have we have our special vessel that brings back <laughs> movies from from the past and brings them out, and it's the time tug, the, t- the magical time tug, and the time tug, Captain Tug. Yeah, if you just bring the boat out, thank you, thanks, Captain. I'm finally the least drunk person here. That, it's great, thanks, thanks, time tug, Captain. You're the least drunk here. Who is what? that guy? I don't know. I'm, I'm really worried about him. Maybe we've neglected him <laughs> for too long. <laughs> the captain or Steve? Both. Okay, yes. <laughs> so, who would like to introduce this week's film? Steve just looked at me. I feel like that's, I should take that cue. This is a Christmas film. I'm not touching it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it because uh, I love Christmas. Christmas is all about joy and merriment. And let's hope, unlike this movie, not spending it at home alone because we are doing Home Alone. <laughs> When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the flight? No, you just made it. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I've had a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Ah! Home Alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. Get off my property. This is 
my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Yes! Where are you, you little creep? I'm gonna kill that kid! Why did you take your shoes off? Why do you dress like a chicken? Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up? Oh, yeah, thirsty for more. From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. <laughs> home Alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Even that trailer gives me all the Christmas sort of fizzy feeling. That- <laughs> I was trying to figure out why I'd seen that trailer. It's because um, the the silly reboot they did for Disney Plus that was that was sort of released I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? And so I went back and rewatched the trailer for that, but around the time that was announced, and I was like, "Oh yes, this is this is this is very familiar." Does that trailer have voiceover? No, it does not. Oh, that, well, what's that, the point? The the trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone is is well, it does it definitely advertises that movie very well because it's a it's a terrible terrible movie. Yes, I I actually choose to ignore the existence of that. You don't need a reboot. This is a classic movie that has aged tremendously well. I don't think you need to remake it. Just just don't touch it. Leave it alone. It's been sequelized a billion. Uh, no, times I, and I'm aware of that, but but they should have also. St- still doesn't excuse them making another reboot slash sequel, does it? Really? Anyway, we're I'm um, getting the, distracted. The tra- the trailer uh, gives away a lot about what happens in the film, specifically what only I th- happens really in the last twenty minutes. Perhaps it is They're interesting. Like- they give away a lot of the good visual gags that happen at the end. Well, not so much gags, but a lot of the sort of traps he sets. I think that's the point, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've grown up with this film. I wasn't alive in 1990. I fact checked when this film came out, so. I'd never saw the trailer, so I don't know how I would have felt having seen the trailer first and then watching this. I think I'm glad I saw the film first and and have never seen that trailer until today. Well, if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, uh, I mean, who, what the what audience is this trailer meant for? It's meant for like kids. It's kids, you know, it's kids. Oh, of course, yeah, right, yeah. And and you know, the movie structure itself like does appeal to an adult because it's it's literally like three. No, two thirds of it is you know Kevin living by himself, and the last mm. third is is Harry and Marv breaking in. Yeah, and it's sort of hard to sort of push kids to go see something like that, and so you sort of need to pick out the really exciting bits. That's true. That's true. Of it, we do get a lot of the uh, the comedy in that trailer. Don't we? In mm. fact, there are a few takes in there that aren't in the film. I think there are. Oh, a few, really? Yeah, there are a few lines in there that that oh, definitely okay. aren't, aren't in the film, especially the one about. Um, Kids do stupid things. I know I did. You still are stupid. I, that's not in the film. Oh, okay. I don't. At least I don't remember it being in the film. No, it's fine. Well, it's funny. The trailer does miss some of the heart. That it this does. Film it really does. Has, yeah. Which is the whole sequence with the older neighbor that mm-hmm. lives in the oh, street yeah. as well. Yes, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't address that storyline 
at all. And it's maybe because that's probably a, a source of some great mystery in the film. And when I was a kid, I was quite terrified of the man with the shovel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah as, well, as well as the heater in the basement, but as is meant to be scary. Mm-hmm. So I think those elements were probably left out of that trailer because they probably were a little bit frightening for a younger audience. For a Christmas movie as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like there's a, a kind of like a Charles Dickens element to that character in the film in, in the kind of more sort of traditional yeah. sort of... You know, Ebenezer Scrooge comes to mind in a certain sense, more in appearance than anything else. Chris Columbus, who went on to direct Harry Potter, Potter. Bicentennial Man as well, I yeah, believe. A bunch he, of other stuff. He did a yeah. bunch of like kids' movies in the in the in the noughties. Yeah, he's. A, I don't know what he's doing now, but he's a very good director. I think he's still directing. Okay, um, I was sad he stopped directing Harry Potter movies because the first two are my favorite, and the other two he directed. Oh, okay. This film is a Christmas film. It is. Oh, God, Steve, what what's wrong with Christmas, Steve? Christmas is um, a, a time for all of us to to celebrate, to appreciate one another, celebrate the year you've been through. Mm-hmm. And people just want to buy stuff. What's wrong with that? You know, we, no, we, they we, just we, they just want to buy stuff. I, I do find the commercialization not to sound it's really so cynical, bad. but I do find it quite. Um, this is nothing to do with this, this movie. Well, no, it is to do with this movie because this yeah. movie is about learning. He learns the value of his family. He learns mm. that he loves his family, and but he his can't... family doesn't learn the value of him. I don't know if that's. Well, the mum does. I think the, the mum's the The mum does, but the rest of the family yeah. just stays in Paris and has, has a holiday, don't, don't they? Uh, no, no, they all come back. They all so come the, back. They all come back. They all come back on a flight shortly on, after she gets back on the Yeah, and it's a bit of a joke that she went to all that effort, but she could have been like five minutes late. But it's good because she has that wonderful heartwarming scene it's at the end. Scene. It's, it's good so scene. heartwarming. Yeah. It's just, again, it's, and that's so, so yeah, we get to like people wanting to buy stuff at Christmas and this movie they should watch because it's not about the stuff you buy and give to each other. It's about spending time with your family or, or your adopted family. Like not everyone is in t- contact with their family and that's fine, but you, you people you love and that's the important thing. And Kevin sort of you get, probably gets the adventure that we all fantasised about as kids about being left alone in a house mm-hmm. and he has the, <laughs> the extra threat here of now the, the wet bandits. They're called that because they flood the houses, flood the houses of, of yeah. the people that they've stolen. Like they, yeah. Uh, not, that, not the houses that they've stolen, they've stolen from. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> and still houses. <laughs> It's an odd they thing to fit a backpack. They steal the houses and then they flood them. <laughs> yeah, so they, they rob them and then they put like literally blankets in sinks and then just run the mm-hmm. taps and they mm-hmm. flood the house. Like it's a weird signature to have. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a very good way of giving yourself away. Well, actually, no. Uh, Harry and Marv, the heroes of this film, are they are they the Robin Hoods? Because no. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> this will be good. The, these two robbers uh, go through. They steal a bunch of stuff, okay? And we can we can assume this is a really, really... Wealthy part of the neighborhood. Look at the houses; it's wealthy. The, the, uh, the house that Kevin, the, the McAllisters are in, is massive. Yeah, it yes. is a massive house. So they're insured, okay? Everyone there is insured, okay? All right. And so Harry and Marv go through, and they basically cause as little damage to the the house itself to actually get an insurance payout for these families. Oh, I see what you're saying. Who need to claim all this this stuff on? On, on insurance. I don't know that you can really say that there's a conscionable effort there to make, make it okay. They could burn the house down. They could have burned the houses uh, down. Uh, to be fair, it is established. In, I, I, in a funny way, I get where you're coming from, but they, it is established in the movie. The only reason that they are flooding the house is because they think it would be a, a quirky kind of signature. They're not doing right. it for any, or any other reason. Higher, higher motive or anything. Well, okay, so you raise this as, as a theory, and this yeah. film is famous for having its theories, its conspiracy oh. theories. 
Oh, Matthew, is I, a conspiracy no, theorist. Oh. You never uh, uh, learn me as well. Yeah, teach I, me. I take this film as the, face value. So there's multiple theories about multiple things with the film. You know, people get attached to kids' films, and then the internet gets a hold of things and starts twisting yeah. things and doing stuff. Most of which I believe is Steve behind the keyboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there's one theory here that Kevin's dad actually hates him and deliberately, I, I would believe, it. orchestrated for him not to be on the trip. Is this because? Okay, I want to get to this because I really didn't. I, I sort of didn't realize this when I was watching it this as a little kid, but the first half hour is is excellent setup. Like it is, mm. it is so full of foresight and 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 running jokes and things that will come back and later on in the film that you know you don't really notice that you know the reason that Kevin's not on, on the plane and no one really notices is because Kevin's dad throws out his passport. Yeah, so when he cleans oh, up, yes, when yes. there's a quick shot when he's cleaning the table or something or whatever and wipes everything yeah. off, Kevin's ticket and passport is the only like is amongst yeah. everything that goes into the bin. Yeah, which you know seems, I, a, bit, look, seems I, a bit sus. I definitely think this this family at the beginning of this movie we see examples of them being pretty nasty to one another across all ages and and relationships. But I don't know that I'd go so far as to say the dad deliberately leaves Kevin behind. I I, I like this theory. And there's also very a lot of suspect about what does his dad do because yeah. they've got a lot of kids and that house is big and there's something just about being in business. We well, this, this is a real house in this film. This is, this is a real house you can go and see today. Can, I, can I rob it as well? If, if you, <laughs> I, I, they, they've probably taken steps to ensure that it's safe from being robbed. So, yeah, so there are theories that Kevin's dad deliberately got rid of, you know, didn't want him to come on the flight. And, and He's what, pretty blase about it. Yeah, yeah. he isn't, and yeah. isn't too bothered by the whole thing. Oh, no, really? That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, there are other theories that Kevin's old brother Buzz is a psychopath. I could which is, see that. Which is possibly true. Yeah. There are other theories that Kevin is actually dead. And... <laughs> You know, <laughs> like in a sixth sense kind of way. Yeah, the sixth sense, you know. Uh, the robbers actually did their job and eliminated all witnesses. <laughs> uh, maybe that that is certainly possible. Um, wait, then, is he supposed to be like dead at the beginning of the film? Is he like a ghost that haunts the house? Or? Uh, maybe, maybe it's something the family's going on a trip to try and forget that he's oh. dead. Right, maybe, and, maybe and, that's, that. and the mum's like imagining him being around and that's... And cause, hoping Because she's really the only character, family member that has a, like extended conversations with him. The rest yeah. are more just yeah. one-off exchanges. I'm pretty this sure... This is a good theory! And I like it as well because Buzz lashes out in anger whenever he sees Kevin as well and I feel like that's just misdirected anger. He's actually grieving. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one of the sisters, I think, at the very end of the film goes, we miss you, Kevin. Yeah. Well, we missed you. Come yeah. play with us, Kevin, <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> I like the, the theory that uh, Kevin's dad is actually in league with the robbers and him going to Paris is him coming up with a plausible alibi. Yeah. What, to knock off his son? Knock off his own things. Again, insurance Insur- This yeah. is a bit like the, the conspiracy theory that Titanic was sunk as an insurance claim. Yeah, 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 yeah. By yeah. the White Star Line. I we don't have time to go into it now, but there it's are web- exactly like Titanic. There are websites <laughs> I can direct you to. Sinking like the houses with the water Indeed, is yeah, oh, right. it's a metaphor for Titanic. Oh, it's a metaphor for oh. White Star Liners there and rich people. That's right. Rich people taking the taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, I think finally one of the ones that I read was that Kevin is the jigsaw killer. Oh, I really like that. The jigsaw. What's the jigsaw killer? From yeah, Saw? From Saw? The, the oh, Saw I, have, films? I haven't seen any of the Saw films. Yeah. The first Saw film is a phenomenal film. It is a great right. film. I don't think I've, I think I might have seen the second one. I, uh, it second got one? very franchised yeah. after that. Right. But the first one, genuinely an amazing film. 
Uh, so I, my understanding of the Saw films leads me to believe that he's Kevin's um, talent for creating traps mm. and such is therefore him using the same yeah, skills in yeah. Saw. So the Jigsaw Killer comes from the Saw franchise. This is for everyone at home. <laughs> who And the Jigsaw Killer kills his victims with intricate traps and death machines. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my next point. Oh, my Lord. These robbers should not have survived any of the stuff that happened to them in this film. I do really enjoy how clearly fatal a lot of the things they go. But that's part of the slapstick, obviously. Yeah, like the kettle to the face is is fatal. Surely Mm. that's that comes down the laundry chute, doesn't it? The kettle from it. I think even like the last, you know, shovel to the back of the head, (laughs) slipping, slipping on the on the ice out the front, uh, slipping on the. The stairs yeah. um, in the basement when, after he steps on the nail. Oh, if you're looking at your head trauma in this Which movie. was very um, Quiet Place 2 yes. with, the, with, the, with the foot in the nail. Yeah, if you're looking um, at head trauma like incidents in this film, most of them would be fatal. It's, I do enjoy, again, like I say, from a comedic slapstick point of view, I do enjoy just how ultra-violent this film is mm. towards the end because it just... It's to the point of it's ridiculous that they are surviving this, but like their, their performances, like even when they're slipping on the ice, it's just that frustration and the vocal vocalizations they're making, the kind of grunts, and that it's mm. just really funny because yeah. they're so angry, but they look so ridiculous. It's yeah. just a great juxtaposition of things. Steve, you're talking about st- setup. Before we started recording, you were saying about setup with the with the start of this oh, film right. that, you're, yeah. that you're impressed by. Well, I haven't I haven't seen this film in a very very long time. Mm. A long time, and I didn't realize that the the real like house robbing of this film is is comprises you know twenty thirty minutes worth of the runtime. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, well, you know, even the the first twenty minutes is is you know this intricate sort of setup to make sure that Kevin can not be noticed that he's not on the plane to mm-hmm. Paris, mm-hmm. Uh, which I again really really appreciate. It's it can be a little bit contrived on some points, like we talked about Kevin's dad throwing out his passport, and you, I sort of think that. If you're counting kids on, on the way to the air shuttle, you're probably counting passports as well. Isn't, Whereas, like, isn't there's it, a neighbor's kid that comes over to look is. at the yeah, van and they is. think that the sister or whoever it is counting heads yeah. thinks that that's Kevin and goes, yeah, cool, Kevin's there. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> There yeah. are, there are yeah. some leaps, leaps of the imagination, but, you know, as a kid, you don't pick up on those little plot points there. And I, I actually appreciate going back and, and, and looking at it now. It is a very well-made film. Yeah. It's actually yeah. very well-made. Most most things that get portrayed on screen sort of get paid off later on in the film. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kevin climbing up his brother's bookcase to, to find his stash of cash. He crashes mm-hmm. down. Everything falls off. The spider comes back later on. Y- yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Cause and effect. Yeah, he's he's watching you know scary for him scary movies, and then he uses he remembers that the, the, he remembers the movies he's watched and uses them for sound mm-hmm. effects mm-hmm. later on that kind of thing. Which was a scene shot for the movie. That's right. It's not a real it's film. It's Not a real uh, angels and oh what is it? Oh, it's, it has got a name. Keep the change, you, you filthy, filthy animal. animal. <laughs> Which is this film has given a rise to a lot of famous scenes and sayings and visuals like the the aftershave moment is is the I think on every cover yeah. that this mm-hmm. film comes with, so people immediately know what that is. They know the keep the change of filthy animal, and I think people mostly remember Steve, as you say, that that last twenty minutes of of all the yeah. breaking and stuff and all the trap stuff, which is actually a small percentage of the film. I had forgotten until I rewatched mm-hmm. it how long it takes to get to <laughs> that point. That that whole thing that the trailer says this is what happens in the movie. Yeah. 
doesn't really happen, yeah, until the last 20 minutes. It really is a, a weird film that if you're a young person, you know, like, say, 10, 11, 12, this is how you teach, set up, and pay off in the most osmosis sort of way possible. Uh-huh. Huh. You know, it's... Because as a kid, I, I do I remember, you know, the, the whole the break-in scene, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I also remember not wanting to skip the other two-thirds of the movie as well. You mm. just, you'd like... You like seeing yeah. Kevin alone at home. You like seeing what's going to happen. But I always like the scene where he goes to the supermarket. Yeah. And just at the just at the cash out, uh, the checkout. I was like, that's a great little scene. But as a kid, I would have only been, oh, I don't know, six or something. Mm-hmm. This is a dialogue scene in a movie where it's not action-based. But I remember as a kid loving it. Yeah. And I think that's a real testament if you can maintain six-year-old's attention yeah. through a film that's, I think, two just under two hours, I think. Is it oh, really? it's only about 90 Is it only 90 minutes? minutes? Yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, like you say, never, ever skipped anything. Even when yeah. um, the mum goes off on her own and, and hitchhikes back home with um, John Candy's character. Yeah. Even that stuff is really endearing. And mm-hmm. as a kid, you don't skip it because it's just so nice yeah. and entertaining. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Hour and 40, okay. But I guess they had to try and make that trip interesting back for the mum character, didn't they? Yes. In yes. the back yeah. of a U-Haul or whatever. And they're a polka band they're or polka something band. like that. <laughs> and she, does she, like, does he share... Stories for her to make her more comfortable. I can't really remember. I think it does. I think it's supposed to be like a sort of a, a callback to planes, tra- uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, great mm-hmm. film because that's got Jen- John Candy in as well. Yeah. He's trying to get Steve Martin home, and there's all that bonding on the road sort of stuff, okay. which is very nice. Well, is, is is this the best Christmas movie of all time? For for me, this this film really in- encapsulates the idea of having your loved ones around you for Christmas. That's what the film is about. It's the main character learning that that's irreplaceable and no amount of free time or having, you know, what being able to stay up late and watching movies or whatever, being able to do whatever you want can replace the, the idea of Christmas being that kind of, kind of day. So for me, I think, yeah, in terms of probably along with The Grinch, in terms of <laughs> Christmas films, I think it's fantastic. And then there's Prometheus, obviously, which is all about life. <laughs> <laughs> what about The Nightmare Before Christmas? Have you seen that? I, I, I love that movie. Seen that Tim movie. Burton? It's oh my god! Um, one oh. Christmas, um, uh, uh, this was not very long. I wish it was longer ago, but we were also drinking vodka martinis, so Ooh. we were obviously adults. I managed to make. I was making vodka martinis for myself and some other family members. What, also. what goes into a vodka martini, Matthew? Um, well, not the Vespa one, which we discussed when we did No Time to Die, but the one I do, which, which is just vodka and gin. Uh, sorry, dry vermouth. Vodka and dry vermouth. Anyway, I'd made enough that we, we were quite merry, my brother and I, and we were watching The Nightmare Before Christmas with the family, and which is obviously stop animation. There's a lot of dancing, singing, spinning around. And I made my brother throw up. Nice. And I was really pleased with myself. Oh. Uh, Yeah, so you wouldn't want me to tell you that, but I just have. So there you go. So shout out to Lee who vomits. (laughs) Only the once. It's not a thing he does every year. (laughs) But that's because of the nightmare before Christmas (laughs) combined with vodka martinis. Oh, it's a Christmas tradition at Matthew's household where his brother vomits. (laughs) Or at least one of your family members. Who knows? Yeah, it'll probably be me this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what, what is the Christmas movie on the cards for you then? Uh, well, we're going to watch Home Alone again. Oh, lovely. Um, and I think uh, probably The Snowman, which is a, a probably not known to you guys. It's a very British thing, um, which was based on a Raymond Briggs um, illustrated short story about a boy who makes a snowman. The snowman beca- comes to life and takes him on a journey to the South Pole, sorry, North Pole, <laughs> um, to see Father Christmas. And it's uh, it's just this... Again, it's just a magical sort of 
children's story, but the film, the animated film, is just so beautifully done. It's about oh, half an hour long. It's lovely. Oh, okay. And that's yeah. a Christmas tradition for that you. That is a Christmas tradition, yeah. It's no. lovely. I love watching this. Stephen, any Christmas traditions? Uh, Christmas uh, traditions. Uh, uh, you know, um, I I uh, don't have any Christmas traditions uh, mm-hmm. as a as a conscientious objector, <laughs> right? Much like Switzerland. Well, what I, about you, Alex? Well, it's been a consistent thing that I get a can of Pringles in my Christmas sock. That's and, everyone loves Pringles. And 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 if I don't get my can of Pringles on Christmas, I have I have like a Pavlovian response of like I need oh. my Pringles. <laughs> okay, I need my Pringles. Oh, Why yeah. Pringles? Uh, is- I don't know. That's what mum and dad or, fa- or father Christmas just puts in 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 my Christmas sock. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's that's just that's just that is consistent. Yes, yeah, since right. since, yeah. since memory existed for me, <laughs> that is being consistent. consistent yeah, are you so, angry yeah. then? Because because I am absolutely convinced that Pringles are smaller than oh, they used yeah, to be. Absolutely, and it's not just because we were kids. Like you know, we've grown up and our hands are bigger. But no, they are smaller. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, they are smaller. Yeah, right. like you do, like you know, you do the duck lips with the, yeah. with the Pringles, and it does. It's not as comedic anymore. Not anymore, because no one's laughing. It's just <sighs> you alone in the bathroom mirror. You know, no one's there. <laughs> no, that stays <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. So with the orange slices instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that all we get? Are you the least favorite child? Uh, uh, potentially, yeah. Yes. Um, both my sisters are slightly more successful than I am, so it's probably <laughs> what are you about you do a podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm really cool amongst the, in the family chat. <laughs> no, well, I've got a child now, so you know. Well, actually, that's here's a really good uh, question. What um, Christmas traditions do you and your wife Prue want to set up? For your daughter going forward, that's a really good question. Yeah, we'll put you on the spot. Me and my wife, what do we want to? What do we want to do? Like for, for yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Mm. You know, I'd like to think at some point we can instill some sort of watching tradition right. of sorts. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, makes them memorable at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start getting. Cans of Pringles for my daughter. Oh, that's nice. Pass it that's on. Nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what flavor are the Pringles, by the way? Um, it's it it changes. Okay. Um, because I think my sisters get them as well, and we sort of have. But a, you haven't confirmed this. So yet. there's like a negotiation that happens. It's like, <laughs> oh, so you've got those. Oh, well, maybe I'll have, and then you know, it sort of goes from there. But usually. I'll have my can of Pringles before breakfast because we, you know, we'll go to mum and dad's early in the morning, yeah. and and if we've got other family things, we'll do that as well. And usually, I've my first meal of the day is Pringles, and I can tell you, it's not a good way to start yeah. the day. Yeah. I, I do enjoy on, on Christmas Day specifically any rules of like when it's well now that we're adults, acceptable to drink or when it's acceptable to have chocolate. Mm-hmm goes out the window you can do what you can wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and have a beer yeah and that's apparently okay no, you can I'm be gonna, halfway I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna blow your mind oh God. as an adult you can do that whenever you want really yeah oh my it's not limited but, to christmas. but society accepts it just a little <laughs> bit more on christmas i've been told i need to wait until at least four o'clock in the afternoon most days <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you something different honey <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, you can do it whenever. But just, just for everyone at home, when you're having your Christmas breakfast or whatever it may be, just know that I'm feeling slightly <laughs> ill from already eating a can of Pringles. I know there was one Christmas morning uh, when I was much younger where I did just smash Christmas chocolate and I remember regretting it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but recently, um, it, it, I've, I've unfortunately worked a lot of Christmases recently, as I know a lot of you uh, guys have as well. But recently, Dad's been doing a massive like fry up on the barbecue on Christmas morning, like eggs, okay. bacon. It's, oh, it's, just, it's oh. great. It's oh, awesome. Greasy goodness. Yeah, it's t- terrific. There's something about being slightly intoxicated at 11 o'clock in the morning that... <laughs> 
It just, just okay. We're moving away. Sorry, from I, am I still talking about Christmas? I'm not sure if I am. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're a family show. Yeah. Um, we've gone from talking about Christmas traditions to yeah. Christmas is about drinking heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I told um, you all into thinking this is a podcast. This is an AA group. Ah, <laughs> well, you've caught us, haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, before we, before we, I, I feel like we're we're moving away from the movie a little yes, bit. Yes, a little bit. I might bring it back to the wonderful score in this film, which is of course by the great John Williams. Oh, is it really? And it's, which is also the only Christmas album I own because it's John Williams. Uh, his score in this is terrific because there are moments where he gets very excited and you go, I can see this is the guy that did Star Wars and E.T. Mm-hmm. and Jurassic Park. But he's just, he's nailed like doing a smaller movie. It's an iconic score. It is, it is. It's a very, when you hear it, I think yeah. it's it's quite embedded in you, especially yeah. if you've grown mm. up with the movie, it's quite embedded in you. It's a terrific score. It's it's subtle. It, yeah. it's, it, it's not over the top. It's just right and i think it's used properly as well which reminds me of a christmas tradition that we do have <laughs> is the basically we've got peter coombe's christmas album on repeat for, ah. for the month of december oh. the whole yeah. month yeah so wow. do prisoners yeah. at guantanamo yeah possibly <laughs> but um Mariah Kelly when we put the christmas tree up at the start of december we play that album yeah yeah so that'll yeah well that's lovely that's yeah. lovely i think anyway. mom and dad have a rod stewart christmas album maybe wow yeah I don't mind a bit of Rod Someone Stewart. Someone foists uh, Michael Bublé upon me during Christmas. And I, I have think to tell them that Michael Bublé is auto-tuned. <laughs> it's like, oh, bring Michael Bublé out of his cave. He's yep. got to do a Christmas Here album. I think Justin Bieber's done a Christmas album. I could be wrong. Wouldn't surprise me. Ed Sheeran yeah. and Elton John just did a Christmas yeah. song. I, the, the video was actually quite good. The video was quite entertaining. I don't, the song was pretty, yeah. like, yeah. But the, I like the video. It's a good video. Yeah. Bit of Elton John in the morning. Never hurts. Yeah, yeah. everyone loves Elton John. Yeah. Uh, Steve, come on, mate. It's okay. It's Christmas. Uh. <laughs> think about everybody who's, here, who's at home. They've got to open their presents in a couple of days. They're going to share... Family time together. Some of us are going to be at work. They're going to be disappointed because they didn't get what they wanted, and they're going to shut up about it because they don't want to seem rude about it. And so they're going to go wallow for the rest of Christmas and probably until New Year's until they can get drunk enough to forget about the Christmas present that they got they didn't want. Everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. It'll be fine on Jan first. It'll be okay. What do you want for Christmas, Steve? What do you want? Uh, Silence. (laughs) <laughs> Let's bring it back to the movie yes, somehow. Yes. Kevin uh, McAllister is not drunk enough in this movie. <laughs> does he? Is there a moment where he does try and drink a beer? Or am, I, or am I thinking of ET? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I feel like if you're how old is he in this movie? Like ten? Yeah, he's ten. Yeah, alone, ten so. alone. Uh, yeah, I think you probably drink a beer. I, yeah, I mean, I love that scene when he has the dance, the dancing figures and everything yes. and, and they don't go into the house because they think they've got all these people around. Like at the time, I was just like, this is such a good, like you just enjoy it. Yes. Like you're, if you're a kid watching this movie, if you're an adult now, you, you appreciate different things about the movie. And it wasn't like Buzz's girlfriend in the... In the thing like the director's son or something like that. Yes, it's it's a it's a guy, yeah. and they because they they didn't want to because <laughs> they, they didn't want to insult hiring a female actress because they said we need someone who's hideous. So they they dressed up a guy as as an ugly girlfriend. Isn't that isn't that a fun fact? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the photo now. <laughs> oh, so it's the son of the film's art director made up to look like a girl. That's amazing. Yeah, they thought it'd be too cruel to humiliate. An actress. It's <laughs> really funny. That's a fun fact. That isn't is it? a fun fact. So if we're going to give this a rating out of five, what's um, it? Five baubles. TBIs. 
tibia. What? Traumatic brain injuries. Oh. Uh, I kind of like that, actually. Plane tickets, uh, polka bands. I think traumatic brain injuries yeah, is, is yeah. quite good. Who would like to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, this is uh, four. Mm-hmm. Um, it loses marks because it's a Christmas film, but it's pretty good. Oh, Steve. <laughs> I really, really think that the guy playing Buzz is a really fantastic actor because I hate that character so much. I like how you've centered in on the hatred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin's family should be, uh, should be done for abuse, I think. Um, Possibly, yeah. It's an interesting conversation with the cops at the end of the film. I think so. I mean, I'm more interested in that. I'm I'm more interested in that Law and Order, order episode. Home Alone Fallout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Kevin McAllister was left alone. Yeah, he's left here, and he was uh, brutally bashed by uh, two uh, robbers who. Uh, Except he wasn't. <clears throat> he bashed them. Oh, I'm doing the realistic version. Oh right. Okay. Well, isn't uh, if you look online, there is people have made like R. Rated versions yeah. of the home invasion, and where then like, they, we're like, <laughs> where, where, where the weapons that he uses are like really effective. I, I think I've seen someone cut a horror trailer for this film, and it's yeah. done as a horror yeah. film. It's really well done. Oh, yeah, wow. um, like you know, the iron comes down. It's a brain splattering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like you know, it's, they've all been desaturized, yeah. and it's all like yeah. almost black and white. Well, I, I'm going to give it a four and a half. I think because I think it just takes so long to ramp up to that last bit. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's a great Christmas film. Uh, well, I think I'm going to give it a, a five, and and only because I think as a kid it never bothered me how much how little happens in the middle of the film. I think that's and as an adult, I appreciate obviously the script writing and acting that's going on. So it's a lovely film. It's one of my favourite Christmas films of all time. It's a five. That's a solid. F- 13 and a half out yeah. of 15. Not bad for a, for a good Christmas movie. Not bad. It's much better than Fat Man that we did last year. Uh, Not bad for a heist movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I go a five now? You can do whatever you want, Alex. You know what? I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. Let's upgrade that to a 14 out of 15. I'm going to give it a three. <clears throat> no, you can't do that. <laughs> don't be mean to Christmas, Steve. It sounds like you're saying don't be mean to Christmas, Steve, the version of Steve that really enjoys Christmas. Which doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. That took me a moment. Hey, Christmas Steve. <laughs> hey, Christmas Steve. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm wearing tinsel today. <laughs> and you won't guess where. Oh. <laughs> it's on my candy cane. Oh, you're holding a can- uh, I'm an, holding an a actual, candy cane. An actual yeah, candy, candy cane. cane. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, nothing candy untoward. Are a, are a, are a, a treat at Christmas. Can I, I start? Can I start drinking? Yeah. Yes, you can. I already have. <laughs> I, I actually do not get me candy canes. I don't like them. I love candy canes. Really? I, I don't yeah. like candy canes. Uh, yeah. Do you do Christmas pies like the mint? Oh, pies? Oh, love mince? mince pies. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sultanas. Yes. No. Mm. Oh, I like, I can be on the bench about sultanas sometimes, as long as they're not in my curry pie. I had a curry pie with sultanas once. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to ask about it now every time I order oh. a curry pie. I'm like, do you have sultanas in it? It's giving you trust like, issues. And they're like, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, we've the Trail Island podcast. Um, you can catch us on on any platform that that you that you that you love. Share around. Let let people know that we exist. Uh, we really appreciate having you as an audience. Make sure you give us a review, something or rather. Reach out to us, contact at trailisland.com.au. Visit the website, visit the Facebook. If you like, you can reach out to us. Let us know what you'd like us to do. Next week, we have got the wrap on the year. It'll be the final episode for the year. Uh, Lots of stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be good. I've been Alex. I was joined by Matthew. Happy Diwali. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Kevin.
This is a Narrative Network podcast.